So that's our first morning, a beautiful day. And you, know, you might know that today is Mother's Day. And uh, I'm sure many of you are mothers here in the retreat. You just, you know, note this is a convention, but it has also like a very deep uh, meaning to it. And we have brought an icon of Mahapachapati. She is the foster mother of the Buddha. She was the foster mother of the Buddha because the Buddha's own mother passed away, it says, you know, seven days after he was born. And then her sister, Mahapachapati, who had also a son, who also became a monk later on, she took him on, the Buddha, and she nursed him like her own son. And then when the Buddha... You know, a few years after his enlightenment, I think like about 10 years or so after his enlightenment, she requested on behalf of the women that she wanted to also, you know, become a, a renunciant, become a, a bhikkhuni. So she is like our foremother, Mahabhachapati, and that's why we take her picture whenever we go to teach. And then behind her is a Prajnaparamita, the perfection of wisdom, and, and she is considered to be the mother of all the Buddhas. She's like a personification of, um, of emptiness or of awareness. And out of that, you know, of, of the full insight into emptiness, Buddhas are born out of that insight, and that's why she is depicted in a female um, form. And at our Vihara in San Francisco, we have a very beautiful statue of her as well. So she personifies wisdom because you know she is a woman and she has a womb, which can you know, give birth and which can hold whatever is arising and ceasing, and you know this uh, ability to be with what is is considered you know the quality which we want to develop, which we want to cultivate in this practice and all the teachings of the Buddha, you know all the books all of the different instructions and lists and methods of meditation, there are, and there are many. They are all geared towards that, you know, training the mind so that the mind can open and be with whatever is arising and ceasing, you know, beyond hope and fear. So that understanding of wisdom in the Buddha's teaching is not a, a body of knowledge which you can learn from books. You can get a certain amount of guidance from books, and that's very, very important. But then, you know, if you don't put that guidance into the practice and you don't have the insight and verify it for yourself in your own experience, it's not really going to go very far. It's not going to support you very much in life. So we have to take out the time and, you know, put these teachings into practice. And that's what we are trying to do over those five days. And, you know, for people who are not yet very developed, all of us, you know, we, need, we very much benefit from having a so-called a controlled environment like this uh, retreat is here at Spirit Rock, where lots of, you know, different impacts are, are kind of 
kept out from our lives for these five days. And we have this very special opportunity to be supported in that way so that we can just completely use all of our energy to look inside. We don't have to look after meals. We don't have to do a job. We don't have any children to look after. We don't have to defend ourselves against anything. We are just amazingly well taken care of, you know, like in the womb of a mother, really, so that we can grow in wisdom. And I think it's very important, you know, to reflect that this wisdom, this perfection of wisdom, is not something which can be captured by learning, you know, with the with the conceptual mind, but it's something which is beyond concepts. And therefore, you know, there is there have been many books, you know, written about Buddhism which are very much like from an academic point of view. And when we, you know, maybe read lots of those books, it can be quite entertaining for the mind and and we have a feeling, you know, we are we are doing something, we are getting somewhere. But really to bring that understanding down into the body through experience is is the most important thing. So prajna or panya in the Buddha's teaching is something very active. It's not like a, something you can store up somewhere, but it's something you have to bring to every moment. But remembering and and open to the moment and then act out of that openness. One way, you know, how we can translate the word panya or prajna means pra is a prefix which means something like before and nya is knowledge. So panya can be translated as before knowledge. So before all of our past knowledge is projected onto present experience, that's where real wisdom arises. And it's actually, you know, it's very, very simple, but because it is so extremely simple, it escapes us very easily because we are, you know, we are trained towards complexity and we are somehow appreciating complexity because this is how we have been conditioned since we are born. So this is why we need a practice, you know, to come back to this primordial simplicity, which is always already there. We just have to remember it. To just be with the way things are, as the Buddha says. Very, very simple. Just the way it is. And you know, when you hear it, you think, oh yeah, you know, not difficult. But if you sit down and you watch your mind, you'll find out, you know, all of those hopes and fears, all of those, you know, past experiences we project onto the present. So to just, you know, use that uh, recognition of whenever, you know, a thought arises, whenever there's a feeling of contraction, a feeling of struggle within yourself, we can use it, you know, as a wake-up call. But for that we have to train ourselves. Because usually we, we identify with our thoughts, as you have surely noticed. So we, we need to learn, you know, to to stop and and use whatever is happening as as a 
incentive, you know, to open up to what is happening rather than just going down into identification in the usual ways. And, you know, going into identification is very easy for us because we are used to it. So that is just like the most easy thing to do and, and stopping and not going along in this way with our habits is difficult and it's painful, it's, it's stressful. And that's what the Buddha calls so eloquently, there's the suffering which leads out of suffering as opposed to the suffering which leads us in circles. So, you know, you can choose which one of those two sufferings you want to adopt, you know, in your life. Because there is suffering in life. This is a truth. This is the first noble truth. And I think we are all on, uh, you know, we are all agreeing on that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have come here on a beautiful day like this. You all know that there is suffering. And then there's those two avenues, you know, either to kind of keep on going in circles and, and strengthen our habits or, you know, using the path which the Buddha has laid out for us, which is essentially extremely simple, but it's kind of uncomfortable. This is why not many people want to do it. And that's where we need, you know, such a powerful framework as a, like a whole center built all around that and uh, you know we're building a community now for those five days where we all you know do our bit and fit in and support each other so that we can you know steal ourselves to the extent that we can see more clearly you know how that all works because once we see it really clearly you know our faith in the practice increases and then our energy which we can bring to the practice increases and you know it all is a self-perpetuating spiral because it this is laws of nature which are working here you know we don't have to invent all of this we just have to tune in with it you know and because we are so out of tune because we are conditioned in a, in a culture which is very much out of tune with the way things are, which is destroying, you know, the environment, which is kind of doing all kinds of crazy things in the name of progress. We, we want to turn around and we want to really see, you know, what's, what's going on here. And then we want to align ourselves with those laws of nature and use the natural energy, you know, to move into the direction of wholeness inside of ourselves and then also we can manifest it much more easily outside of ourselves. So it sounds pretty easy, but it's not easy to do, I must admit. And, uh, you know, using meditation as, a, as the primary tool, you know, to achieve that alignment with the laws of nature with the way things really are. That's what we are here for, you know, over those five days. And, you know, the body is like our primary equipment, you know, for make, doing this practice. As Ayananda Bodhi said yesterday, you know, the Buddha said, everything is there in this fathom long body, what we need in order to, to wake up. 
is a very precious opportunity according to the scriptures, you know, to have this human birth, to have this human body is considered the most fortunate rebirth you can have in all the different levels of possibilities, you know, in this cosmos. So, you know, don't underestimate the good fortune you already have. You just need to put it to work and go in the right direction. And just can do a little meditation now. Just find a posture you can sustain for 45 minutes. And, you know, it doesn't matter how it's looking, how you're sitting. What matters is that you can sustain it and that you have a straight back so the air can flow in and out well. And then you might be a little bit drowsy from the breakfast. If that is so, then just put a little bit more energy into your posture. Maybe open your eyes. Look into the sun, look into the light. And just coming here, into the present, into the body. And just reflecting you know, the, on the very good fortune we all share, that we can you know, be in such an environment with like-minded people who are all going in the same direction. A safe environment, everything is taken care of, good food, and trustworthy people, very sublime aspirations, and having a teaching which has been handed down for over 2,500 years. No doubt about that this works. What's just is left is us and our minds. We have to kind of bring that into this very fortunate circumstance and settle into it. Pull it into the present. Not in a kind of harsh way, but but just recognizing. Because every time we recognize what's going on in the mind, we are in the present. There's nothing more we need to do. Every time we recognize what's going on in the moment, we are in the present. And every time you know, we recognize what's going on in the moment and we don't allow the habitual ways of thinking to just roll on, we interrupt the momentum. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to interrupt the habitual momentum of hope and fear, greed and hatred, fantasizing. That whole retreat is all about that, interrupting habitual thought patterns. It's very simple, but very easy to forget. 
because the habits they just feel so familiar they feel just so right sometimes we're going down you know for 10 minutes with a habit and then whoops you wake up but then once you wake up you have woken up it's just like another cutting through the momentum of that that stream of habit and then setting free energy which is bound up you know, just cutting it free with awareness. And then, you know, whenever we can do that, we can taste that which cannot be described with words. The immediacy, you know, of being alive and being conscious. It's very ordinary, but it's very powerful in its simplicity. And around that recognition, the whole spirit rock is built around that. To support that recognition. The whole teaching of the Buddha is also arranged all for that. That moment. Wisdom is an action. It's not just like a thing you can accumulate and store up somewhere. So every moment you notice your mind wanders off and just bring it back and just feel and you know, feel it feel the kind of going against the grain that's like energy you know, which is caught up in a pattern 
and, and through that practice we can free it. So just let you sit on your own now for the next um, 40 minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.